Welcome to NetGang NG, a weekly podcast that explores stories in books, culture, art, and from the perspectives of various creatives. streets minding my business and sipping tea as usual <laughs> when I saw a tweet by a Twitter user at Opeaditire1 that says Nigeria has a long way to come with a study showing that 70% of its population believe that mental illness is when someone starts running naked it's 2021 and proper education needs to be done in re-engineering our perception about mental health issues. <laughs> this tweet was followed with a link by Sahelian.com. I left a link in the about portion of this podcast and on our socials at NetGangNG. This particular article caught my attention because mental illness and PTSD from war played a very big role in our read for the week, Memory of Love by Amina Tafona. The book follows the characters of three men, Elias Cole, also known as Julius, Adrian Lockhart and Kai Mansari, and their recount of past experiences with love, loss, mental disorders and PTSD. It is set in 2002 Sierra Leone, just after the Civil War. Sierra Leone forms our culture destination of the week. the music you just heard is titled Africa Loway by MSM. Music Saves the Mind 1000 featuring Maggie's. The video of the song depicts Sierra Leone's cultural vibe and day-to-day lifestyle, emulating the nation's most treasured tradition. It's a mixture of Salo Pigeon, Pigeon is spoken around West Africa, although spoken differently, and also in Salo's original language, that is Sierra Leone's original language. This week's read is somewhat centered around the war in Sierra Leone and the effects. Here are a few facts about the Sierra Leonean Civil War. According to Wikipedia, the Sierra Leone Civil War was a war that began in March 1991 
when the revolutionary united front with support from the special forces of charles taylor's mpfl intervened in sierra leone in an attempt to overthrow the joseph momo government which resulted in a war that lasted 11 years and left over 50,000 to 300,000 people dead and a whopping 2.5 million displaced. The causes of the war included political history of Sierra Leone. This is when in 1964 politics in the country were characterized by corruption, mismanagement and electoral violence that led to a weak civil society collapse of the education system and by 1991 an entire generation of dissatisfied youth were attracted by the message of the revolutionary united front another factor is the resource course <laughs> the resource course because Sierra Leone is rich in diamonds the eastern and southern Sierra Leonean districts reach in diamonds since their discovery in the 1930s. Diamonds have been critical in financing the continuing pattern of corruption and personal aggrandizement at the expense of needed public services, institutions, and infrastructure. <laughs> Sounds like a place I know of. <laughs> Moving on, there was also the aspect of demographics of rebel recruitments. As a result of the first Liberian Civil War, now 80,000 um, refugees fled neighboring Liberia for Sierra Leone. This um, displaced population composed of mostly children who would prove an invaluable asset to the invading rebel armies, and RUF took advantage of it. Now, if you're listening, does any of this sound familiar to you as a citizen of many African states? Hmm? <laughs> dig, dig deep, and you'll find how similar this sounds. Anyways, that's just a light version of what happened in Sierra Leone. For more information and research on the matter, Stallings, the internet is enormous. Our read for the week, Memory of Love, is a very intense book. Even though it still talks of love fondly, it deals with very serious issues that elucidates an array of emotions from the reader. Emotions such as anger, sadness and sometimes hope the book has strong themes of betrayal love friendship how africans cope with trauma the effects of war it also speaks silently on africa's need to find itself it is set in a city that is ravaged by poverty crime and disease women are also central in this book although their stories are told through the male characters in the book these are some of the things we shall discuss on today's episode let's go
theme of betrayal, we meet Elias Cole, also known as Julius, who betrayed his friend. He betrayed also a woman he claimed he loved, Sophia, as well as his own daughter. He used manipulation as a tool. He also tries to rewrite his past by telling false tales. Now, the book opens with Elias talking to Adrian Lockhart, the British psychologist, about how he was involved with some friends that got in trouble during the political turmoils of the 1960s. He says how he was released after he gave information about what he knows. And thereafter, <laughs> suspiciously, marrying his friend's widow, Sophia, who we found out he was obsessed with, but the woman isn't too keen on his love. Now, after the story that Elias tells, the reader may feel a sort of anger and pity towards him about his unrequited love. But on further reading, we find that Elias was nothing but an absolute liar, and that it was more about betrayal on his part that led to his daughter not speaking to him forever and the sadness of his wife Sophia now let me ask you how would you deal with betrayal after trusting someone but you later find out that you have been betrayed are you the forgiving type or are you the type that cuts all ties let me know your thoughts by tweeting at us at NedGangNG. The theme of love is also present and it transcended three decades. And let me see, like three types. There's first the Elias Coles type, a dying historian who was obsessively in love with Sophia. Then there is the Kaiman Saris type a surgeon tormented by the civil war in the 1990s and his true love Neneba then there's Adrian Lockhart type British psychologist who left his wife and daughter in England to help people of Sierra Leone and then falls in love with Mama K which of these types of love have you experienced the obsessive love like Elias where you'll go to any and every extent to get this love whether the extents be good bad or just plain like horrible or are you the newfound love after long years of a loveless relationship like the case of adrian and mama k or are you the let me call it um what's this everlasting love even when it hurts, like Kai, Bansari, and Neneba. Which of these have you experienced or do you relate with? Let us know, you know. <laughs> Tweet at us. <laughs> Let's move on to the next. This is how Africans cope with trauma 
and how we react to mental illness and health. The book speaks of a character called Agnes who had a suspected case of dissociative figure, a rare PTD as a rare post-traumatic disorder that presents with recurring wanderings from home and confusion about one's identity. Adrian Lockhart, the psychologist, had interest in documenting her treatment for making publication, but he doesn't get the chance as she wanders off before he can even get a good to a good point with her. Agnes's story is whispered and not spoken of, much like most of African mental illness stories. Also, Kai Mansari. Um, this surgeon is haunted by a tormenting memory of being abducted by rebels and watching them rape a nurse and him as well before throwing him off a bridge, leaving him for dead. This aspect of Kai's story really cemented how silence has always been the way of dealing with trauma in Africa. And we usually are not used to talking to anyone, not even a professional, because it seems like a waste of money and time to many Africans. These have violently caused a lot of mishaps in our society. Kaimansari's method of dealing with his trauma by keeping it locked inside and immersing himself with work or other activities while being haunted is not alien to many Africans. Even there is also the aspect of how causes of trauma like war, insurgencies, rape, etc. and the trauma itself are considered taboos in various African societies. Issues of mental health are grossly overlooked. Now, um, according to the Virgin Project, there are five challenges to mental health in Africa. One of it is poverty. I mean, most Africans barely have enough money for physical treatment of our usual common diseases like malaria, typhoid, you know, all those diseases. And then those ones have a high cost, not to talk of mental health. There's also insufficient resources budgeted for mental health, as well as the stigma associated with it. Then let's talk about the lack of awareness, as well as as it being a taboo topic. Then there's also the outbreak of other diseases that gives no room to consider mental health issues as priorities. See cases of um, Ebola, polio, you know, all those as they don't think it's physical hurt, so it cannot be real. Then definitely last but not least, there's terrorism and war that is really heavy in African countries. And there are drives of people with PTSD and very few personnel available to help with the situation due to some of the factors listed above. I mean, check out the Nigerian Biafra war, the Boko Haram insurgencies in the northern parts of Nigeria, the war in Sudan, terrorists attack around Niger and Nigeria, as well as kidnappings across board. Many people need solutions, but 
does the talking cure work in Africa? You know, when um, you go to see a doctor and then you start to say everything that happened. Do you believe it works in Nigeria or in around Africa and for Africans? This was one of the issues also touched on in Fauna's book. I believe she kind of tried to tell us that we need specialized ways to look at mental illness issues that are peculiar to the African environment and reality. I personally have always felt that we need to find ourselves and start back from where we came from. Studies of our own peculiar societies in order to prefer solutions that are better suited for us as Africans. According to the Sahelian study, some types of religious practices and beliefs have greatly affected our outlook to mental illness and health, with 54% of the Nigerian population believing that, hear this, possession by evil spirits is a major cause of mental disorders. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking that this is surprising, but really... It isn't. If you really think about it, you have met, you have probably, you probably know one person. At least you have met one person or heard of one person who believes in this. And another 23% believe that mental disorders are a punishment from God. Uh, Haven't you heard when you see all these um, people with mental disorders on the streets who are naked, some with, um, um, this mental illness called where they see things that others don't see and your parents or your guardians or older people say oh probably they did something evil or somebody really did this to them <laughs> moving on the report also spoke on pre-colonial practices of treating mental illnesses in africa by performing religious rites and applying pharmaceutically active substances made from plants and animals In the end, there is a huge problem as it concerns mental health in Africa. There is a huge gap between patients and doctors, with Nigeria having, for example, 250 psychiatrists for over 2 million people. Can you believe that? And let's not forget that some of these doctors migrate to the West. Nowadays, more effort is being put especially with the advent of social media to create awareness about mental health with um, non-governmental organizations like Mentally Aware Initiative and She Writes Women. But um, more needs to be done. Generally, the book Memory of Love is not an easy read. It has quite a number of pages. And then there's an array of back and forth with the characters that may have you mixing it all up. But it contains a lot of strong information about Sierra Leone and mental health in general. These are some of the reasons I love African books because they explore our culture and sometimes our largely undocumented history as a people. Now, I leave you with this. Read more. Read wide. Read well interact with readers and become more conscious about our African realities and from wherever you may be from in any part of the world, like for wherever you are, be, 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 be concerned or be aware of your realities. And please, 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 
if you have any mental health issues or know someone who does please check out the two ngos mentioned in this episode mentally aware and she writes woman try and get the help you need and let's stop the stigma and the romanticizing mental illness and give room for people to speak up my heart goes out to people we have lost um, and who have lost loved ones to suicide from depression and the inability to cope with PTSD and other men- mental health related issues. Please remember that you are special, amazing and all that. You are loved and this is a sign from me to you to breathe and finally get the courage to seek for the help you need. for listening to this episode of net gang ng i hope you enjoyed it please don't forget to share with your friends and family and frenemies <laughs> like won't you rather join the gang follow us on ig and twitter at net gang ng and check out our website at www.thepodpage.com slash net gang ng subscribe to our mailing list and keep up with everything net gang till later goodbye with love from lagos nigeria